Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Okay, hello. Welcome to With Wit. I'm currently in my brother-in-law's office in Pound Ridge, which is in New York. It's like an hour away from the city. And we come here all the time. We come to visit. It's the best. It's so relaxing. We are just living here, honestly. Like there's a lake and we went kayaking yesterday and we're cooking and we're like I'm sneaking episodes of Love Island while tanning. It's it's pretty amazing. I'm really trying not to see spoilers of Love Island though because I'm kind of behind. It's like really easy to get behind on Love Island like because there's an episode out every day. I think I'm on episode 27 and maybe there's like 37 episodes right now, which I still think is pretty impressive. But anyways, um, we are, yeah, having a great time. Like Timmy's getting along great with his mother and his sister. And I know avid listeners know we've chatted about family trips and boundaries. And I think we are doing a good job, like trying to just let things brush off our backs easily. Is that a saying? Um, realizing that we only get a certain amount of time with our family and appreciate what we have of them. But we are in Pound Ridge for a couple more days and then we're heading to Watermill, which is in the Hamptons. We're going to stay at our friend Eric's house. We don't know when we're coming back yet. We may stay an extra few days to stay for Ruby's birthday, but may come back. I'm down to stay. I love being on the East Coast. It's really easy for me to work and play here. And when I'm home, I just feel like I have to be working the whole time and I feel guilty with taking me time, which is like... Obviously, <laughs> like what I um, strive my hardest and preach about constantly, but it's just hard. It's hard. It's hard. Um, when you're in your grind, it's hard not to feel like you should be of use or be productive all the time. So anyways, I'm hoping we can stay here for as long as possible. And then I need to, when we get back, be able to um, have a healthy balance of taking care of myself and working and doing the things that make me happy. It's just like LA is not relaxing for me. Anyways, that's my personal update. Sonny's doing great. It's great that he has Ruby. I mean, they keep each other busy and 
like I wonder if this is what having a sibling would be like but you know there I'm feeling right now at this very moment after just recording an episode and sitting here on the mic and doing a little bit of work like I'm drained like I feel like even though we've been on vacation I've said how amazing it's been like when I think about Sunny and parenting and getting back out there and having to be of service like I'm exhausted (laughs) how quickly things can change right um but I had a really great conversation with my guest today Katie Wells and I think it's a good time as we approach, well, maybe in a couple months as we approach like back to school and getting our houses ready for that season, like really thinking about decluttering and getting our lives ready for the school year. So Katie Wells is a best-selling declutterer and she offers courses. They're called the Clutter Cure or the Toy Clutter Cure. And she has also the 14-Day Clutter Crusher Challenge. She also has a globally recognized top 50 podcast. She inspires a grace-filled, practical, and self-affirming sense of, wow, I really can do this. She's done it for over 250,000 families across the world. And she proves that by moving away from surface-level strategies and into deeper conversations, we can solve clutter problems at the root. Even beginners can bypass overwhelm and self-doubt and instead really generate exciting momentum as they move closer to creating a home that they actually love and creates calm and that allows them to focus on what truly matters. During the chat, we dive into all of her decluttering tips that are actually doable for us, her organizational tips, and so much more. Here is Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Nice to meet you virtually. Oh my gosh. Same. So I'm so excited to chat with you. I feel like these conversations are always so inspirational because I always need like a little bit of a kick in the butt to clean up after myself and make my environment a priority because our environment has such an impact on our space in our brain, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I fully agree. You know, one thing I've learned over the years And I kind of wanted to like not accept it at first, but we are like, we are intricately connected to our physical environment. Right. And, you know, when we're surrounded by chaos in our homes or our workspace or wherever we're spending time, that ultimately is going to impact, like you said, our headspace, our emotions, our thoughts, and ultimately our behaviors. It's so true. And it's so powerful. So I'm really happy to be hanging out with you and your listeners today and talking all things clutter. I guess let's just start by you telling us about your business and how you got started in the minimalist industry. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like I kind of always chuckle when I answer this question because I feel like when I was seeking out help in this space, when I was like drowning in clutter with two kids under two, Mm -hmm. all like the gurus out there were like, well, you know, it's just like, born this way. And I was like, oh, you know, it must be nice for you. <laughs> totally. So I'm not, so not one of those people. I wish I could be. Yes. I've, I've had to train very hard over the years. Well, it's become more easily now, but right. so I feel like, but also that gives me an edge when I work with people. Right. Cause I know like it doesn't come natural to a lot of people. Right. And I think when, at least because I work with so many families and caregivers and parents, like something about becoming, you know, caring for another human being outside of our partners. Mm-hmm. Like when you bring another person into your household, there's more stuff, you know, of course, of course. And 
my clutter problem I already had before I had my first son was just magnified Mm -hmm. and the baby gear, the clutter, like everything was just like the wheels were falling off the track. And I was like, okay, clutter's a problem. I picked up like millions of other people have the life-changing magic of tidying up by Marie Kondo. I enjoyed it and I was so inspired and I'm like, yes, I need to take control of my physical environment. And I tried (laughs) and then it was like massive failure. Like I tried tackling my closet Mm -hmm. with two kids in the room with me, you know, nursing one, the other toddler screaming. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this all in one sitting and some like you know, it was just exhausted. Right. And overwhelmed. I'm not, yeah, I'm not cut out for this. It's too overwhelming. And, you know, part of it was, I just wanted to be like, I can't do this because I'm a mom. I'm too busy. Right. And ultimately the whole time I'm procrastinating about it for months and more years to come, the clutter problem is getting worse. And honestly, it wasn't until we had like a catastrophic life-changing car accident where I almost lost my husband. Oh my God. I remember... Thankfully, my kids and I were okay. We were all in the car. And I remember sitting in the hospital, Whitney, and like tears come to my eyes because like I didn't know if I was going to leave that hospital a widow. Oh, goodness. And this came, this happened at a time in my life when I was so, you know, not only drowning in clutter, that's like very surface level, but like even deeper, I carried so much shame Uh and resentment toward my family for being like, why am I the stuff manager? And why does this always fall on me? If I lose my partner today, how am I going to care for my kids if I'm already struggling? Right. And it was really in that moment. And I'll never forget. I came home from the hospital and we found out he was going to be okay. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the story ends well. He's made a full recovery. Thank God. But I came home and I saw my home for like kind of through the lens of like a different person. Like I was like all the emotion was just like pulled out. And I was just like, this is a disaster. Uh I had so much. And again, that shame was really deep. And I find that with with working with clients, like shame really keeps us stuck. It's so true. And in our culture, it's like we're taught to like take care of the house and everything should be perfect at all times and the striving for perfection. And then we're looking at our realities and going, well, I'm not measuring up. I stink at this. Right. And I was just like, I just need to figure out a way to make this work as a busy, like I had, a, we had a business at the time we were working full time, like running holistic health clinics. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have, I like, I can't keep making it, you know, my busy life as an excuse. Right. I want to show up and help my husband heal after this accident and show up as the mom I've always wanted to be, but didn't think I could. Like I have to make this work. And really just through the years, I created systems and strategies to do just that. And it's what's gotten me you know, to keep it sustainable, even as my kids are now six and eight and I'm in a very different season, but clutter is like always an issue. Right. Right. And it's just been awesome to see it work for me. And then, you know, the podcast was born and I've just helped like literally hundreds of thousands of women and families, which makes me like, (laughs) it's so wild. It's it's, it's incredible. It's so amazing. I mean, first of all, like I understand that kind of tragedy giving you just a whole new perspective on things. And while you would never, ever like wish for that to happen again, it is so important to learn from those moments and do something with them, you know, like do something positive with them. And it feels like you've done exactly that. And it's so interesting that you turn to your physical space because I think that that does have such an effect on our mental health, but I don't think people really understand how much it does. Like, how Mm -hmm. do we know if clutter is negatively impacting us? So it's funny because a lot of people think like, oh, I'm not like 
I can just tune out the mess. And, you know, everyone has like different clutter sensitivities. It's like a thing with partners. Like there's always one partner that like is quote unquote, like blind to it. And the other partner's like, how do you not see this mess? It's driving me nuts for eight days straight. (laughs) You know, like pick up your dirty socks off the floor. (laughs) But like, I think a great analogy here, Whitney is like, okay, so imagine if someone comes to your front door and they're knocking on your door and you hear them, you're inside and you decide like, listen, I'm not going to answer. So what are they going to do? They're going to start knocking louder. Like, you know, knock, 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 knock. Mm -hmm. And then you still don't answer. So now they're ringing the bell. Ding, 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 ding. And now they're like yelling through the front window, like mm-hmm. knocking on your window, like, mm-hmm. Hey, Hey, you know, open up, open up, open up. And all the while you're like, Oh my gosh, who is this person? I'm kind of freaked out. Like, you yeah, know, like, yeah. and all that actual noise is going to increase your stress. You're right. not going to be able to like, well, like your anxiety is going to go up your right. mental load, right? You're, you're going to, your gonna impact your creativity, your productivity. Invaded. Yeah. Like you yes. feel like you're being invaded. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it's so it just that noise. Right. And this is exactly what clutter does. Right. And so I think if you're like, well, how do I know if clutter's negatively impacting me? Like tune into how you feel when you walk into your home. Like how does it feel when you walk into your entryway? And if you're tripping over 18 pairs of shoes and six bags and nothing is in its home. Like I used to subconsciously avoid being home because of the clutter and the extra time that added to my already full plate. Right. And so sometimes it's not always these conscious things we do, but I'm like, I didn't feel good coming into my home. And I realized like, even if we're busy parents or women and have run, lead these busy lives, there are still things we can do to really like create a home that's peaceful. It's cozy. It doesn't have to be like bare or minimalist, but it should be a refuge in the storm, you know, that is life instead of a tidal wave that sucks you under. And if that's how you feel when you're spending time in your home, like it's a mental drain, like it's a time and energy suck, then I would highly encourage you to go declutter some stuff. If someone was like, okay, where do I, what, what is like the first few things I can do for an easy impact to like get started? Okay. I say number one surface areas. I mean, if you tackle like your, like typical expected mess and clutter hotspots where like things that don't have a homeland, things that were just used, but you know, we didn't want to take the time on the front end to put it away and just do. And sometimes it's just literally putting things away and picking up after yourself, which is just as valuable in a lot of ways as decluttering and letting go of the clutter. No, I know. It really is. My mom used to always say that to me, like, Whitney, it takes just as much time to like hang it up as it does to like throw it on the floor. (laughs) My favorite motto in life, so is an acronym. I love acronyms because like they're fun and easy to remember is (laughs) Ohio and it is only handle it once. And I my kids are six and eight and I'm like, Ohio, right? Yeah. Like don't throw your book bag on the floor right under the hook where it goes, you right. know, because you're going to have to do it later. Exactly. So, but you know, and if it takes less than, you know, some people say if it takes less than 30 seconds to do, do it now instead of later. And mm-hmm. another motto I live by is leave it the way you want to come back to it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to end your busy day after you get, you know, finishing work, get, getting the kids dinner, bath time or whatever mm-hmm. it is your nighttime mm-hmm. routine is. And then it's like, oh, I have 30 minutes of toy pickup and like mail and stuff. Right. And so it just, it's given me time back. So surface areas, just like a quick, put things away, okay. grab, like set a goal, like five, 10 things to declutter. Okay. And I, that's really hard for a lot of perfectionists or people with perfectionistic tendencies. We're like, how's that going to move the needle. Right. With the surface areas, especially because you're probably going to be doing these in spaces you spend time in. It's like that instant facelift and instant like 
dopamine hit. It's like, oh, wow, clear space, clear mind. I get it. And because it was so simple, it's typically, and it gives you that boost. You're like, oh, I want more of this. Like Mm -hmm. it gives you a little hope. It Mm -hmm. gives you clarity. It's just enough to be like, wow, that was simple. And like, I think I can do this. It doesn't have to be this big, like I don't have to take a week off work. This doesn't have to be a once a year thing. Like I can, so one of my favorite ways. So if you want to start a new habit, one of the best things you can do is attach it to a habit you already have. Okay. Well, most of us like already do the dishes after we eat dinner or we do laundry, right? So think about all these different chores you do that are habits. You don't really have to think about them. So attach a little decluttering to that. So Mm -hmm. I call it a clutter audit. These are like micro declutter sessions that take seconds to minutes. And so all these opportunities when you're doing chores, so when you're unloading the dishwasher and putting your glassware or coffee mugs away, there's probably some things in the very back of your cabinet that have been collecting dust, like a coffee mug someone gave you with Mm -hmm. the best of intention. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what? I don't even like this. You know, like Mm -hmm. I, I reach for my favorite one anyway. Or when you're putting your clothes or the kids' clothes away, that's an opportunity to just look. Do hey, some audits, right? What audits, is there some right? stuff that can be taken out of here right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Yeah. I need some help with closet organization. And I've always wondered how a pro divides their closet. Like, are you a color coordinator within the category? One big thing I help do. So obviously after like a massive like decluttering over the years. And I think part of it really helps with like, you understand your style yes, and like what silhouettes you enjoy wearing. Mm -hmm. And I actually got my colors analyzed quite a few years ago through like, there are quite a few of them out there, a color analysis expert. The one I used was online. Oh my God. It's all virtual. Her name's Jeannie from Your Color Guru. She's like a dear friend now because I tell you what, you will love her. So basically what she does is she is a color analysis expert and she analyzes your hair, your undertones, like your eye colors, like your lip color. And then you get this customized color card with 35 of your best colors that literally make That's you glow amazing. and feel beautiful and confident. Have you heard of this? No, I've never okay. heard of this. This is it's amazing. It's been around since like, I want to say the 80s, but I feel like it's like a resurgence or maybe because I'm, I love it so much. Yeah. Like, I talk about it all the time. And it really helped me. So we're like, not all colors created equal when it comes to like, what looks good on like a model or your best friend, like it might. So I realized that like some of the colors I was wearing were actually bringing out the dark circles under my eyes and making me look more like gray and like not glowy, like all the things I didn't want. Right. right? And a lot of us don't. And now I only wear my best colors typically from this color card. And it helped me declutter and simplify my closet so much more and refine it. And so that's been a beautiful, that is like one tip. So like when I work with clients, I'm like, will you please consider getting your colors done? And I'll, yeah. So it's like, I I know. I mean, it sounds amazing. I've always been of the mindset that like everyone wear, you know, whatever color you like, like regardless of what someone says, like, you know, that's not your color or something, you know, and I, I believe in that, but I do believe there is something to be said about like owning the colors that really bring out your features because there are those and I would love to know what those are for sure. That's so fun. Okay, now a quick ad break. You probably know, but I obviously love shopping. It just makes me happy, especially quality vintage accessories like bags, watches and jewelry. And eBay is a reliable one-stop shop for everything on my wish list. They seriously have everything. And I feel like even if you want to dress 
high to low, low to high. You can wear whatever, but with like a little statement luxury bag or a statement watch, it just really makes the full look. eBay Authenticity Guarantee protects buyers from fakes and assures them that they get the real deal. So items with the Authenticity Guarantee checkmark automatically go through the meticulous authentication process so buyers know that they're getting what's described in the listing. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll never get faked over again. This service currently covers items across sneakers, watches, handbags, jewelry, and streetwear fashion categories. I have found so many amazing handbags from the best brands that I know that I'll have forever, like Louis Vuitton, one that I'm carrying with me, this little mini maroon patent leather one goes with everything, Gucci, Saint Laurent, Dior, Prada, Fendi, Bottega Veneta, and so many more. Each bag is examined by authenticators passionate about the details like you and I are. Any purchase backed by authenticity guarantee is sent to the authentication team who personally inspects the item, checks it against the listing, and authenticates it. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. We've been visiting family on the East Coast and it has been the best, but wow, it is so hot and sweaty out here. I was born and raised in desert dryness, not humidity. So my skin is always a little jolted by the East Coast humidity, like, I don't know, sweatiness. It's like not dewiness, but nothing is worse than makeup caking or melting off your face in the middle of the day. And that's why... I love, love, love Milk Makeup. They have a Hydro Grip Primer. Oh my God, it is so great. My makeup does not budge. Like you can put it on even before a tinted sunscreen too and it's perfect. So I've been spending a lot of time out in the sun, chasing sunny, swimming, and I have been loving the clean primer. It's been the perfect base that holds up everything that I have on throughout the day. Milk Makeup's Hydro Grip Primer is 94% natural, vegan, cruelty-free, oil-free, silicone-free, paraben-free, and gluten-free, and grips makeup for up to 12 hours, preventing any makeup meltdown. It's a lightweight gel primer that feels super, super hydrating and leaves my skin with this dewy, fresh glow, not like the humid sweatness. No wonder this product has 4,700 five-star reviews and won so many beauty awards. My makeup glides right on so easily over this primer and I love topping it off with the Hydro Grip Set and Refresh Spray. Nothing better than a refresh spray in the summer that also sets your makeup. So check it out, head over to your local Sephora or get yours at milkmakeup.com. A Dear Media original podcast. Her name is Coco. For a while, it seemed like Coco Berthman was everywhere. There was this girl from Germany who had been trafficked in a most horrible way. But in early 2022, it all fell apart and people started questioning everything Coco had ever said. Is her name even fucking Coco? We don't even know that. I'm Sarah Gannam, host of Believable, the Coco Berthman story, a new investigative series from Dear Media. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back to the conversation. 
So after like the initial decluttering, I, one other big thing I really recommend doing is not having everything accessible. So I know okay. you live in California where right. it's beautiful, like 363 days a year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Everywhere else, all of us other unfortunate people have four seasons, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I don't need like my fall and winter attire out and avail- available to me. Now it all fits in my closet, which is awesome. Yeah. But like just reduce some of the visual excess. And now it's like so much easier to like, hey, I only need to look at these few things like pants and tops that actually like are working right now. Right. Same thing for sizes. Like, you know, so I get a lot of questions like, well, Katie, I'm not in this size right now, but like, I don't want to get rid of it. Cause if I go back to that size, well, you don't need it out and available to you if you're not wearing it right now. So store it away and declutter what you can and store it away. It just simplifies everything. What about like basic organizational tips when it comes to all of our kids stuff? Because mm-hmm. Sonny's room is a nightmare and like, he just loves stuff. Like he's a collector. And so there's only yep. so much that I can really manage because as soon as he plays in there and has friends or whatever, it's just like back to it being this mess. So I'm just like, I just kind of feel stuck with, with the kid's situation. I think, you know, from like a 30,000 foot view, Yeah, I always want to mention this because like, yeah, I can bring, I'm like practical, practical, practical all day. But like, sometimes it's just like, as a parent, like it's like a bit of a mindset shift. Like again, is there excess that we could let go of? Yeah. You know, probably you know, but for me, I used to really subconsciously feel like if I don't give my kids like all the things, then like I'm not doing my job as a parent or like that, you know, like the kind of the more, like if I have more things, I'll be happier. I kind of thought the same for my kid, which makes sense. And that, that subconscious belief was driving me as a consumer and ultimately giving me more clutter, more stress, more anxiety and less, you know, money in my savings account. Right. And so sometimes, you know, I say that, you know, for any parent out there who just needs to be like, you know what, I do value simplicity mm-hmm. and my kid can have an amazing childhood without all, all these the like stuff. latest, greatest things. Yeah. But there is something to be said about like, you know, kids mess. Like we Mm -hmm. all make messes. And Mm -hmm. so I think one powerful, going back to the habit example we talked about earlier, I swear by doing what I call daily resets. Mm -hmm. And these are an opportunity where this is really tackling expected mess. It's less clutter, just like the mess that happens from life. Right. And this is where you very intentionally spend usually five to 10 minutes ish resetting a space after you are finished in that space. Uh And I've taught my young kids since they were about two and three, how to pick up after themselves in their bedroom Mm -hmm. or their toys or whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. And so I gave, I taught them an acronym method again, going back to that. No, I love it. Yeah. That, that I created. And I was like, well, take a lap, like take a lap in this space. And so the L stands for look. Uh right? Look around. What is there that doesn't permanently belong there? Uh Right. And uh I tell them to start on the floor. Like, do your stuffies belong on the floor? No. Okay. Let's put them on your bed or let's put them in your cabinet. Right. Do the books belong on your bed? No, they belong in the bookshelf. Right. And so the A stands for assess. So Uh that can be a tricky word, but that's just a fancy word of saying like, where does this go? Is it (laughs) clutter does it need to be put back where it belongs which is typically what needs to happen right and then the p is just following through you put it where it belongs right and most kids can really grasp that lap method my kids love it when i give them responsibility yeah. they're like oh yeah i'm a big boy like the other night my son was helping me like cut garlic for dinner and he's like okay what else can i do and yeah. i was like well, you can vac- vacuum and he's <sighs> like okay cool like and again 
you have to drop your expectation. They're not going to ever do it like you, of but course. that's not the point, of course, right? Of course. You have to release a little bit of that. You're like, oh, really? That's how you're going to put your laundry away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but remember, we're building a skill. We're building a habit. And I think that's so cool to see as parents, right? Like, yes. oh, yeah. Like, and their future partner will like be thanking you. Totally. One other like personal question for me in terms of like my mess situation is I'm like mm-hmm. a pile person. So like yes. in every room, there's always just like random little piles of stuff that I just haven't like put in their place. And I I guess realistically, when I really think about it, I know what I should do. Just like tackle one pile at a time and like don't be discouraged and try to just like start small. But How would you tell me, I mean, not only to tackle the little piles, but how to like inhibit from those little piles forming up everywhere? I think because some people in your situation are like, okay, they want to be like the opposite person, like the person who always puts things back where they go the first time. Yeah. And they want to swing. So they want to swing the pendulum in the opposite direction, yet they're expectation is like kind of perfection. We kind of touched on that earlier. And so, you know, I kind of just say lead with that in mind. Like, what's the outcome you really want? Well, you don't want as many piles. So you'd answered your own question. Like that would be like trying to handle it the first time. Right. If you in like finding like finding homes for things Mm -hmm. and under and like nothing has to be perfect. I know you're like rearranging and like, right, like, right shifting things around. Exactly. And so sometimes understanding that like good enough is perfect. And mm-hmm. this might not be the long-term home for this item, but mm-hmm. at least I'm not creating piles for myself of these unmade, unmade decisions and things for me to handle later. Right. That's, that's procrastination. True. Yeah. That's its exactly finest. what I'm doing. And procrastination, Whitney, is a predictive factor for clutter accumulation mm-hmm. and vice versa, right? The more clutter we accumulate, right, then we get overwhelmed and we don't want to tackle it. Mm-hmm. And so if you can find ways to reduce procrastination and make it easy for you to do what you want to do in the first place, finding homes for things and just like even writing a list of things like what, like what patterns am I seeing with the types of things mm-hmm. that I'm not putting away? Mm-hmm. Is there, is it a home issue, a lack of home issue? Is it a lack of systems issue? Is it just like a bad habit? Yeah. And then like reverse engineering your way to a solution. You're you know so, what I mean? Yep. I have stuff like wardrobe stuff that doesn't go in my personal closet, but gets stays in its own rack. And then like, there's just all there's just not a system in place right now. And it's also like you said, because we're about to move into our other office that we're renovating at the moment, I've kind of like been okay with a little bit of the disorganization, but I'm so looking forward to having a place for everything and like having, having a place for everything is, I feel like one of the easiest things that it's like the first start to, to like getting rid of the clutter. That's what Timmy always taught me. And I never really I never really had a system like that. I'm not like a systems person. So it's hard for me Mm -hmm. to be consistent with it, but I'm definitely trying. (laughs) Well, stick with me. We'll get there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like any quick tips for maintaining the environment long-term, like besides the like little decluttering as you go and those like micro audit moments, anything else like that you do on a daily basis that helps keep everything in order? Honestly, outside of clutter audits, which I don't even do daily, I do those maybe two to four days a week. Yeah. I like simple like tip to do right now. Yes. For you and all your listeners, like if you're Please. multitasking, come back to me and Whitney right now. Yeah. <laughs> put it, put a designated donation bin in your house. Oh, good call. Permanent donation bin that is out, that is visible, that is accessible 
not shoved in like a closet you never open or in the guest room that's become the storage room. Right. It will be a consistent reminder, gentle reminder for you to fill it up. And we are human beings. We like to fill up our spaces. That's why we're having this conversation to begin with. Right. And when we see an empty bin, we're like, Ooh, Oh yeah. What can I put in there? And I put one in my garage at like eye level. So every time I pulled in and out of my garage, it's still there. It's been there for like eight years. I'm like, Oh, I should probably maybe do a little decluttering or it's been a little while. Oops. You know, and that constant reminder is such a beautiful thing. And it's an invitation to be filled, like I said. And so that's, so I have one in the laundry room too, because my, my sons are six and eight. They grow like weeds, don't they? It's right. like what fit last week. And now they're like, oh my gosh, it right. doesn't even fit. No, so and so true. when things pull, when I pull things out of the dryer that I'm, what's the point of putting it back into his dresser, which mm-hmm. I would have done beforehand because I didn't have a designated spot to put donatables. Mm-hmm. So it goes right into the donation bin. So I have one there, one in my garage, but just start with one. And then now that I'm like, years into this, I also added one to my son's closets and I showed them, right. They understand like they're understanding what clutter is and how to identify it. Things they don't use, love, need, or want anymore. Mm -hmm. When you're doing audits, do you think about it bringing you joy or like what's your mental process with things? I think for me, I love the idea of that question, but for me, it felt too elusive. And as someone who kind of grew up in like I, like a lot of us deal with scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. And so even if something like, even if I were like, no, this like pair of shoes doesn't spark joy and like, not really, it's just a pair of shoes. You know, I'd be like, or what if I need it in the future? What if I have an occasion where I'm going to wear these black, Mm -hmm. you know, four inch heels too. Mm -hmm. So all that scarcity mindset type thinking kept me clinging to things. And so that question didn't work. It wasn't tough enough. And when we're not getting the results we need, I feel like we have to ask stronger questions. So kind of my go-to is have I had the opportunity to use this in the last, you know, six months is kind of my go-to. And if I've had the opportunity to wear these black pair of heels and I wore my other favorite ones anyway, then I let it go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no, I've, I know decluttering and like we kind of develop this relationship with stuff. Like we can get really deep here, but it's just helped me like kind of move past the emotion, Mm -hmm. the tie, the monetary, like, well, those cost whatever. And just be like, you know what? I'd rather have my physical space and mental space and more time and energy freedom than hanging on to this silly pair of heels that I don't need. Yeah. And so that's kind of my go-to question. Yeah. I think that's really smart. I think like the root of all this is really connecting to your emotions, like really separating the emotions from it being stuff, you know, and really like Mm -hmm. making sure that you're understanding the power that it has over you and like your priorities. Um, You're right. Stuff, stuff yeah. owning us. It does. For so it many of us, it, it just takes a chokehold. It's so true. It's and it's so so important. So that's obviously what Maximize Minimalist is all about, right? Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So this podcast was born after the accident and after yeah. you know all of my just personal success with decluttering as a busy you know mom of two. Yeah. And, you know, in like my corner of the podcasting internet, we are all about like good enough is perfect. Mm -hmm. I am not like the end goal for me and my clients. Like, I'm just like, we can't strive for perfection. It's not like if you are like your goal is to have perfectly clean home forever. Like good luck. It's an exercise in futility like or to to look like you live in a pottery barn ad, (laughs) you know, that's going to create so much resentment and anger. So much stress. Yeah. And so much unnecessary stress. But like, that's what a lot of us go to. We're like, oh, that's, that's like the, that's how it should be. Exactly. And yeah, like, 
we and like in my show, I talk about so many different like I'm not a mental health professional, but I love psychology probably from getting years of therapy. Mm -hmm. I just appreciate it. And (laughs) so I bring in a lot of like psychological concepts and like just like like the mental health component is really important to Mm -hmm. me. And we also just we lean into like that mess. There's so much beauty that comes from mess, right? Like dirty dishes and like you know, toys on the floor. And I know it gets annoying and it's like the same thing every day. I get it. Like I I live that life too. Right. But like sometimes just understanding and seeing mess in a different light instead of like another task or another to do. It's like, actually, this was an opportunity to connect with my family. Uh This was so, so, so awesome. So tell everybody like where they can find you on Instagram and your podcast and everything. Yeah. Come hang out with me on the show, The Maximized Minimalist. It's a top 50 podcast in self-improvement. And it's just, we have a good time over there. And then I love Instagram. It's kind of my social media platform of choice. Same, same. (laughs) So Instagram and website are my full name, katiejoywells.com. Katie, K-A-T-Y, Joy, how it sounds, and Wells, W-E-L-L-S. Amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Such a treat to be here with you, Whitney. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.